Boy, it's Memorial Day 2021, and I'm finally in person with people that I can do a podcast with. I am sitting here with two giants of academe, adjunct Professor D. Ryan of the Film and Television Department of Northwestern University, Professor Cindy Gold, a professor of theater in the theater department in the School of Communications at Northwestern University. Also in the School of Communications. Also in the School of Communications. School, but in different departments. We allow her to say that. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, now in its 15th year, number 756, Teaching During Quarantine. In one of our first in-person gatherings in almost 15 months, Dee and I had dinner with our old friend Cindy Gold, and since both Dee and Cindy teach at Northwestern University, and since Dee also teaches improv privately, I was thrilled to get them to talk about what it's been like teaching during quarantine these last 14 or 15 months, and what they think it might be like going forward. Congratulations, both of you. You have survived, question mark, your second school year of uh, the pandemic? Uh, If this is what survives looked like, (laughs) then I survive. I'm grayer. I want to say I, my last class of 2020 was the day they shut down the school. I had a performance. I remember driving toward Northwestern and thinking to myself, there's no way we're going to do this. There's no way we're going to do this. We got in there. We were in a really small black box. I had a scene because it's it's a sketch show. I had a scene about colds, like where someone was fake sneezing. And I remember a student said to me, I don't think we should do this. And I was like, we're just going to move forward. <laughs> and when I think back at that a month later, I was like, oh, my God, we should never have done that scene. But anyway, we got through it and closed it down. And just as we were closing it down, all of Northwestern was closing down. That was March 12th of 2020, um, and everything closed. started closing down on Friday the 13th of 2020, and I met you after your class at uh, Union in Evanston, um, and it was a lovely evening, and I was just drinking because it, fe- it felt celebratory in a way because your class was over, and yet that day I, too, also found out that our performances, Reduce Shakespeare Company performances, the following week were being canceled, and that the performances in April were now somehow at risk. So somehow I think I knew what was coming because I drank so much that night. It was the most drunk I've been in probably decades. I, it was horrible. I must have known something was coming. Um, you're adorable because Jill Talley was visiting us yeah. uh, and you you just kept saying sweet things like, um, I think I'm drunk. <laughs> Again, I should go to bed. Yeah. Again, self-awareness has always been um, one of my strengths. Um, so compared to us, Cindy, it sounds like you've survived very well. Well, uh, first of all, I'd like to know how many of the students in D's final class got COVID. Oh, yeah. Did... Were there any statistics? Uh, <laughs> uh, everyone was sick. Everyone was sick. That, that's everyone okay. was already sick. Everyone was already sick. Yeah, I had gotten a really bad sickness. Yeah, you were really, at, sick. really sick. I'm convinced I had it. But I, I know, 
down. You said you got tested. I remember I meeting you in the hallway, and you were really sick. Yeah, yeah, and several of my students, too. But I was, we were leaving for New York with my senior showcase in five days. Right. And we were doing a performance of it, the one that we do in Evanston for friends and family. And my chair called me and said, I guess it was Friday night. Maybe it was Thursday night. I think the show was to be Friday or something like that. He called and he said, um, does anyone touch in the show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> does anyone kiss? Yes. In two boys come out of a birth canal in one scene. Uh-huh. Uh, then we can't do it. And that, we never even got to go back to school. or And all those kids who'd rehearsed all quarter long right. for their showcase. Um, it was So my job in the beginning of this was as sort of a, a conduit or a therapist kind mm. but not I, the hard part was that I'm not a therapist right. and but there was so much despair and sadness and um, anger and you know sure at loss and yeah. missed opportunities yeah. what that and so that was all of that was the beginning of this pandemic how have you Cindy had to adjust over over this last year. You're teaching acting. You're teaching theater, which is an up-close and personal thing. How do you do that, or how did you do that over Zoom? You know, one of my classes was a business class for seniors, and it was excellent, actually. I think that I will always do. I had access to all these people all over the world, yeah. bigwigs and casting and all, who Zoomed in, right. you know. And it, we had the technology to work on self-taping, and we learned all the, the technology. And that is, to me, that was the biggest gift of this. Um, the school was very good and bought us a lot of technology and had people help us and you know because I was paralyzed with fear I mean really paralyzed I'm the least techno person in the world and acting is a kinesthetic art if you're not physically feeling the other person it's very hard to to accomplish anything and yet you managed to somehow you know my my sophomores were in person uh, starting in January, but in October through, Jan- through December, we were online. And this was their first acting class at Northwestern. And, and they're, you know, the youngest of the young, and they're very, um, they, they just needed structure. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I provided a kind of structure for them, uh, just when the class would meet and... and I didn't know. I'm, that's one of the reasons why I'm so glad I took D's improv. I took D's improv class over COVID, and it was brilliant. And she's a brilliant teacher. But I didn't know how to do improv online, and that was the biggest learning curve for me. Was going back to Viola Spolin's exercises and Keith Johnstone's exercises, and all of my notes, and figuring how to transfer those games online and and even the movement stuff laban and viewpoints is rooted in the relationship with other bodies in space and i we did i i felt like i was a miserable failure for the whole first quarter i really did i felt like it was just really difficult but the kids felt like something happened you know and i think i would do it better now and then in the winter we met uh, face-to-face, masked, with all kinds of protocol, only half the class at a time in person, the other half on Zoom in these big screens in the room. And we were even we even did a few scenes where the person 
on Zoom was doing a scene with someone in the room, and it was a real interesting dynamic. Um, oh, cool. Uh, I think we made as much hay out of this as... What does that even mean? Making <laughs> hay out of... It's a, it's a threshing metaphor, and I, I'm not absolutely certain what it means. So, D. Ryan, I know you were teaching improv, and you also performed with Stacy's Not Here on uh, on the Zoom during this pandemic several times. What did you learn, or what were you teaching about how to do this? Wow. Well, I this is my second class that Cindy took, and... Um, I just think it takes a lot of energy. For me, it was a lot of me forcing the energy because the energy is so dead on Zoom. And even just to tag in, there's a delay. So, I mean, by the end of my teaching, I just thought, oh my God, I just can't wait until you're in a space where you can do more than three people in a scene. I can't wait to hear people talk over each other. (laughs) Um, So... It was just a, it was a lot of energy. My class was so awesome, my Northwestern class. I think that they were so eager to, to connect with each other that they were really a, just a super great class. I do want to say, because we were about to talk about this, about chat. Chat in, um, on Zoom became like the, the groundlings. Like, it was a place where they would, he- like, there's things happening on stage and even in a class people would laugh and maybe say asides but there was this this running yeah. like running commentary commentary a lot of it was making fun of me <laughs> and i really loved it because because when we first started everyone was so stilted and everyone wanted to do the right thing but in reality in improv it's about doing the wrong thing and so that sort of wild chat thread really helped to break the ice and create a space where yeah it's we're just all having fun here and i i really i really i too grew to love the chat well in that in improv and in acting it's all about telling the truth and you were have you guys were all having to lean into the truth of look this yeah. is not this is what is this is what it is we have yeah. to play what is yeah and also the chat when we were in school, we would pass notes, right? right? And you'd get in trouble for that. Right. And I found that it's a little bit like that, but nobody gets in trouble. It gives them a kind of freedom. And also, they're so swift with technology that I would make a reference and go, we'll have to look that up. And instantly, yes. someone would have the link in the chat. I don't want to sound like an old person, but the young people today, yeah. they know how to yeah. really do yeah. that, for yeah. sure. And I think it was, for them, a uh, an outlet too. Uh, I always let them in class. They can be writing, drawing, doodling. Uh, many years ago, I used to put things away, put that away, focus. And I found that if I let them do that, some people need that. Sure. Um, and they again lost some of that, but found it in chat. Yeah. And I also don't let them in class have their electronics out because they do try. Oh, I'm writing. I'm writing yeah. for. No, that doesn't happen. But paper, I think it's healthy to put a piece of paper in front of a 21st century kid because yeah. I don't think they see much of it. Oh, yeah. um, so chat functioned in that way, too. Hi, this is Jill Talley, the voice of Karen and SpongeBob SquarePants. And lucky you, you are listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast.
Where can you RSC the RSC? We are still the remote Shakespeare company for at least five more months, but we're beginning to have some small, cautiously optimistic conversations about returning to venues sooner than that if conditions and equity rules permit. We'll keep you posted on Facebook and Twitter as soon as we know anything more. Now back to my conversation with Dee Ryan and Cindy Gold about teaching during quarantine. And Cindy was talking about how her students were taking advantage of various Zoom features. Having backgrounds and it, it brought out a different kind of artistic um, something. They're, they're, the mise-en-scene was, was somehow elevated by their having things at their fingertips, whereas in the classroom, they only have their bodies, right, and their minds. Right. And uh, in this last quarter, I did mask work, mm. um, neutral masks. I know everybody's like, oh, you were already te-. But somebody, <laughs> I, this is a truth, somebody at Northwestern actually said, now, I understand you already teach mask work. <laughs> Like a year ago, yeah. Um, but these are neutral masks, and I really didn't know if we could it could work because the you they keep their other mask underneath it. The masks have little holes all over it, and while you can't, when you're wearing one of them, you can't see the person's features. They can see out. They can breathe well. They they're great. I love them. I made. 22 of them in COVID. I got a little grant and restocked my mask. But I, it was great that to be together and have them exploring physically. And yet the other thing that happens is that my job became, um, excuse me, but can you stay six feet away? <laughs> They're yeah. in the middle of a great and fabulous movement thing. And I have to police them. You're the nun with the ruler yeah, keeping it, the yes. kids apart. Yeah. And that made it hard. And then, and also at the end of most exercises, I always have everyone turn up stage. One of my master mask teachers taught me this, but turn up stage, take the mask off and continue that the body and the face are now all one mask. Right. Mm-hmm. And turn around and see how that feels. Cause Ultimately, that's what you want to be doing with masks. It's not just ooey-gooey, you know, exploration. Um, So they would turn around and they would still be wearing masks. And the first (laughs) time it happened, I audibly gasped. Oh, and I really wanted to throw a chair. Um, A Twilight Zone episode. They take the mask off and it's still there. Oh, that's fascinating. So not every acting class automatically became acting for the camera over Zoom? No. I mean, some of that in the business class, yes. But no, um, uh, I tried in the regular acting classes to pretend it wasn't happening. (laughs) Right. Right. And uh, because this beginning acting shouldn't be about self. Well, it's all about self-knowledge, but it. The, the the image, you know, you want to close the mirror sometimes. Sure, and sure. It was a little bit, it was it was difficult. I mean, honestly, I wanted to retire many times this year. <laughs> I really didn't feel equal to it because in this period, we weren't just dealing with COVID, but we were dealing with racial inequity issues. And in yeah. college, well, I'm sure everywhere, but it was very, very heightened and um, yep. it created a, a tension that... Um, had never been there before, but of course it shone a light on attention that was always there, yeah, and right. I just didn't see. So I spent so much time this year learning. This was also, re- I'm old to be learning so much. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it was exercising a part of my brain that I wasn't using. And so in the end, I am so much better for it, but it was really hard. 
Well, and and that was that's uh, I uh, me too. Um, we, uh, we all of us of a certain age and a certain uh, gender and a certain race are learning a lot. Yeah. Um, and a lot of this we will, I hope, we will take forward into a into the new post pandemic, a new and improved post pandemic world, not the new, not the old normal, but a yeah. new. But what else do you think? Uh, did you, that happened in your classrooms? Do you think you can take with you as we begin to resume in-person uh, classes and performance? I do think having the ability to have one person in a different space, liminal space, someone on TV yeah. and someone in the room, yeah. is a power dynamic that I want to keep exploring. I think it's just fascinating. Um, there is a lag. It's not ideal. Right. I'm praying one of these young people that we're now teaching will f- will find an answer to that. Make a million or a billion and, yeah. you know, give me 10%. Uh, <laughs> someone needs to solve the time lag on Zoom. Right. Um, but I just think that will stay with some of the technology. Certainly the business classes that I teach I'll be able to zoom people in from all over the world again. Yeah. And that was, everybody was so kind if it's in their office and they don't have to go anywhere. I had very famous people agree to zoom in and I'm going to continue to utilize that. And yeah, the, the little bit that I learned about lighting and sound and backgrounds, I will see how we translate that into the class. Oh, and, oh, and one more thing. And this is a big one. Um, there are no more sick days. Uh, Because unless a kid is physically, like, dying or has injured themselves so badly that they can't turn on their camera, I will always be able to Zoom someone into class Mm. who is ill. And we've learned that no one will come to class with even a sniffle. And I will have masks in the room for the rest of my life, as we all will, for the ones that say it's just a cold. I'll require documentation. Yeah. I don't know. Right now that's the way I'm thinking. So the precautions of that will stay with us, I think. I hope. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Send us your quarantine teaching survival stories via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can also find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener, and I hope you'll check out my new website, The Shakespeareans. There you can find more information on how I can help you with monologues, presentations, or writing projects you're working on. Check out theshakespeareans.com and my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Austin Titchener. Thanks, as always, to quarantine comedy coach Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand. Our random fan shout-out this week goes to Eric Greeling. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Jill Talley, the voice of Karen on SpongeBob SquarePants, and my favorite credit of hers, the aunt on the voice machine at the beginning of Little Miss Sunshine, who tells Abigail Breslin she's been accepted into the pageant. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. Please stay safe, stay home, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Tishner, 756-2268 of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. 
And if they say, you can't make me wear a mask, that infringes my freedom, I said, well, I, I was going to kick you out of class for not wearing a mask. Now I'm just going to kick you out of class for being an asshole. You're just an asshole. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, uh, uh, all of my kids at this point are vaccinated yeah. fully. And luckily, I don't have that in my class, but that could happen. Yeah. And that is a bridge that I will cross, or maybe I won't. I'll be dead, maybe, before, or I'll be retired. <laughs> <laughs> that is a bridge I will burn as I leave as it I in the ashes behind yeah. me. Yeah. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, after bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.